disorienting. Now we lost the, the light at the end of the tunnel. And it's like my senses have to recalibrate. Maybe that felt upside down just now. Oh, here's the, here's the light at the, end, the other end of the tunnel. Okay. We're gonna make it. You're listening to the sounds of a tunnel 100 meters deep into an unfinished dam in the middle of Sicily. I'm Charlie Clemos. This is the Failed Architecture Podcast. My two co-hosts, Mark Minkin and Rene Boer, visited said tunnel earlier this year. Mark, maybe you could tell me a bit about what you were doing there in the first place. Yes, because you just um, heard us in the belly of this concrete beast, um, which is actually, like you said, is an unfinished dam uh, right in the heart of Sicily in this this beautiful landscape and then all of a sudden there's this vast uh, amount of concrete just sitting there and being unfinished um, and this unfinishedness is actually what we were um, examining uh, right there on Sicily a few months ago uh, we were invited by a collective called Incomputo Siciliano Rene maybe you want to say something about them yeah, that's right. So that's a, that's an organization that um, for already 10 years they have been looking into like all these unfinished buildings all across Italy, mostly public public works that haven't been uh, haven't been finished, but also like uh, some private buildings now and then. Um, and there are like really a lot of them all across uh, Italy, but also in, in particular there are quite a, quite a lot of them in uh, in Sicily, and they have been examining them, mapping them putting them in a database to get a bit of an overview of this uh, phenomenon. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so they, they call it uh, the incomputer or the unfinished. And what is quite interesting is that they define it as um, Italy's most prominent contemporary architectural style. And what do, you, yeah. what, what do you think they mean by that? Like what's the, what's the use in doing, doing that? Well, it's also, I think, about drawing attention to the phenomenon, which is, uh, you know, by, by calling it an architectural style, even though I mean, stylistically, it, there's there's all kinds of typologies uh, in there. There's buildings, swimming pools, uh, dams, hospitals. Da yeah, hospitals, exactly, uh, viaducts. Yeah. Um, but by calling it a style, I think they uh, they they elevate this ph phenomenon to a certain uh, level, and they also force. Uh, people to talk about it, uh, like f architecture historians, for example, but also uh, the media. Um, and I think they're doing a good job at this. I mean, they also just um, just published uh, the book, which yeah. is called In Computer, yeah, The Birth of a yeah. Style. Yeah, it's out now. It's uh, it's available and it yeah really presents like this, this enormous collection of unfinished buildings as like a, a prominent architectural style that we should actually talk about. Um, which we did. Yeah, yeah, which we did. So uh, yeah, maybe let's uh, move back to uh, to the middle of Sicily on a on a hot summer day, <laughs> and we're talking to uh, Veronica Caprino from uh, Fosbury Architecture, and Andrea Masu from Attrazione Video, uh, another collective of uh, of artists involved in this project. And uh, yeah, let's see what they have to say about it. Let's do it. So 
of Veronica. Well, what is this place? Can you describe the place that we're in? Uh, well, this place uh, is in Bluffy and it is a dam. Or at least it, um, it is the idea of the dream of a dam. Uh, because what we have here uh, in reality is just uh, the final part, what uh, we call the collector, the final collector uh, of uh, a big, um, uh, yeah, a big dam, and uh, it's uh, just uh, an extremely big surface of concrete in which uh, you have uh, uh, two very huge um, inclined surface that uh, hosts you like uh, inside in a very I mean monument it's a monument yeah. in the landscape definitely and it's a little bit like a like a concrete river isn't it yeah it is I'm very curious to to compare it with the crate of Alberto Burri in Gibellina that probably we'll go to check later with you so it would be very interesting now compare the dimension and mm -hmm. even the impact on the landscape of this kind of uh, river of concrete. Because how big is it? Um, this, this part in which we are is um, more than 250 meters, but the entire line of the dam it's almost set 700 uh, meters. So it's you, you can imagine how, how impressive is the, the dimension and even how impressive is the scale of you inside, inside this space and the height is uh, in the um, in the lowest part uh, 12 meter and arrived to 50 meter in the upper uh, in, at the upper level spectacular <laughs> and it's windy yeah. <laughs> sunny but windy <laughs> currently we're we're inside the dam inside the, the concrete river as i like to call it and there's all these big big enormous concrete blocks around mm -hmm. us could you could you explain what they yeah, are it seems uh, like uh, Enormous benches uh, imagined for a super big uh, football uh, <laughs> game. Uh, and uh, uh, actually the, the dimension and the proportion uh, re remind me something like uh, uh, the Cir Circo Massimo in Rome, when you have uh, um, the, the, the elliptical uh, uh, figure and you are uh, seated on the inclined uh, surface and you just stay there and look uh, and look at the environment. So, um, first of all, all these pieces of uh, concrete on which you can climb up, uh, sit or look through seems are uh, a lot of devices for observing the landscape and the, and the relation between human and the landscape. Now we are here in 15 people and the extremely suggestive see how people can uh, navigate the, the immense space. And what's, uh, what is my favorite part is uh, this uh, block that we see behind you uh, that seems like <laughs> come from Egypt. <laughs> they are extremely strong, uh, pyramidal, and uh, facing a uh, super green field of, um, of plants <laughs> that yes. is behind you. Yes, which is nature taking over, right? Yeah. Every time you jump into an unfinished public building, you have this uh, beautiful um, relation between spontaneous vegetation and concrete. And um, what is really interesting is that uh, even uh, when you think that uh, concrete and um, surfaces are stronger, nature uh, every time overcomes them and uh, 
transform them in a very unexpected way. For this, for example, we are walking now on this surface that seems like moon, like crater, and it's it's difficult to understand what is under these these stratas of no of vegetation, earth, and you you are not trust of concrete anymore here. And uh, if you try to look ahead, what what do you think this place will look like in 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 a hundred years from now? Uh, you know what we discuss uh, uh, in the last days with uh, Marc Auger uh, regarding the time and the relation of time uh, with the, these uh, unfinished uh, contemporary ruins is that is that yeah. Um, stiamo finendo un parlato. Stanno registrando. They was born as a ruin, they not fall down in ruin. And so the, the, the time in this space is like suspended. Um, Auger speaks about tempo puro, that is in English is pure time, uh, to describe this condition of uh, absolutely uh, suspension, suspension. And what we imagine here in 100 uh, of years is just to be a public space a place that the people can at least visit and know. So we are not so ambitious, no? in a way. Uh, the, the powerful of these places is so big that uh, our first uh, uh, yeah, aim is uh, unveiled them. So Andrea, what does this place tell you? Okay, we are here, we are listening to this wind, but the place itself has a memory. It has a memory that has to be uh, discovered some, in some part and reinvent in uh, the other part. And so it's a voice that we have to imagine, uh, that we have to figure out, that to find, uh, at least for us human beings. But as humans, we need these kind of spaces, right? Like something that is larger than us. Do you agree with that? Totally agree, yeah. I think, yeah, that we need the... Uh, even if it was not supposed to be like that, I think we need spaces of this, because maybe as humans, we need to have a relationship to something that, that has a different scale. You know? And I was interesting how, you know, just moving a few hundred meters, the scale of the space is changing. You know? The proportion. We, we don't have the proportion of that piece of concrete that was two meters and a half high. It seems from here just you know, uh, a little stone. Nothing. Nothing. But it was big, it was huge. <laughs> and so this place is it's changing in its relationship uh, with you in terms of scale, dimension, proportions, uh, in a different way uh, based on which perspective you are looking at. Yeah, you know? it's, it's also very disorienting, like, uh, the, the, like you said, the scale is constantly changing and then there is also this incredible 
tunnel that runs underneath. Its diameter is like eight meters, and, and it's super disorienting. You almost get lost in 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 something in this in this beast in I don't know in in history or in the future. I don't know what it is. So it sounds like you guys had uh, quite a long day looking at incomplete buildings in, in Sicily. Yeah, we did. So we, uh, we spent an entire day in this massive dam, like walking around and exploring it and uh, yeah, observing it, but also contemplating on, uh, on its meanings. And um, so at the end of the day, we, uh, we drove back to uh, Palermo in our uh, Alfa Romeo Giulia sports edition. <laughs> We got an uh, we got an upgrade from the from the rental company. Um, yeah, it was actually this 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 really low car, this sports edition, and it was too low actually for these 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 country countryside roads that we needed to take uh, in order to get to the dam. Yeah. Wholly, wholly inappropriate for for Sicily. Then. Yeah, we almost got stuck with it. Oh, yeah. shit. But uh, yeah, late at night we uh, we arrived back in Palermo where we're staying, and we felt we yeah, we were full of uh, ideas about what we uh, what we saw, and we felt we really needed to uh, to discuss uh, a bit more with the people who invited us. Yeah, so we were sitting in this um, in this attic of this rundown, uh, I think, 17th century palazzo in the, in the middle of of Palermo. It was quite I don't know, really impressive. Yeah, what's quite interesting is that this, uh, so it's Palazzo Couto, like just close to Palermo's train station. And it's, um, it, it was by, it's in itself already like almost a ruin. Like it, ha like it hasn't been maintained for like decades and like everything was crumbling on your hands. Yeah. But we were all, all the way up in the, in the attic of this uh, palazzo and like uh, it was close to midnight on a, on a hot summer night. It was really hot. And we uh, had a very interesting conversation with, uh, with Veronica and Andrea about uh, yeah, the implications of, of this, this architectural style in computer. Should we have a listen? You guys just published the book in Computo, The Birth of a Style, which is the first seminal book about uh, the in Computo, the architectural style of Italy. Could you briefly explain what the main characteristics of the in Computo are? Uh, yeah, the book, it's um, the first publication of this kind. Uh, that seems quite uh, strange because um, uh, since a lot of time people are are talking about uh, a phenomenon that involves all the country, uh, the Italian country. It's about uh, the unfinished public buildings uh, that you can find all over Italy, starting from the south as a main concentration uh, to the north. The main characteristic is, uh, yeah, the, for different reasons, we, we have all these, this massive amount of buildings that have never been accomplished. At a certain point, uh, the works stopped and uh, they left these objects uh, in the landscape. The contemporary Italian landscape is uh, formed, is built with these uh, objects. Now, that needs to be identified needs to be studied, also to move forward from this um, 
forgetting this kind of disappearance no? of something that it's, it could be, could be lived, could be used, could be mm-hmm. a habit. And so yeah, the, this book, it's about all of this. And what we are trying to do, it's to open a discussion, a national discussion about what could be the best, the best practice no, to deal with, with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. But before we get to that, get into the, the further development of the style, Veronica, what, what these incomputos, what do they look like? If we, if we have to uh, try to describe uh, which is the appearance of the incomputer, we can, I mean, immediately say that it is a, um, no, a continuous landscape of concrete at the first glance, for sure. Uh, concrete is the material of the unfinished public buildings. Uh, but uh, if you look a bit closer to the phenomena, um, yeah, and I want, and we want to call it phenomena, uh, since the quantity of these uh, unfinished public buildings make the quality of a contemporary Italian landscape, uh, we see that it's not just concrete, but we have uh, um, not painted surfaces, we have bricks, we have a roof without uh, um, the finishing um, strata, <clears throat> and then we have even steel bars, and one, I mean, a, a very huge catalogue of um, classical elements of uh, art, the architecture that we found just, I mean, show like uh, like in the nature no mm-hmm. and what in what uh, what time period did, uh, did this style the in computer what time period did it uh, emerge in computer emerge starts from the second world war um, it's a product of uh, um, the first phase of industrialization and infrastructure of the south of italy and so that's why we have the majority of the buildings concentrated uh, yeah, under Rome, we can say, uh, but uh, it's uh, mm, in a way crystallized from 70s to 90 to 90s, we can say. Uh, that's a very precise period that is uh, the economical boom uh, in which uh, region, province and municipalities starts uh, to um, really... Um, improve the number of services on their territories. And that's why we have this, you know, uh, increasing in the numbers of unfinished public buildings in that period. But we have a lot of recent ones, <laughs> by the way. And Andrea, where can this style be found nowadays? Is that really all over Italy? And in what quantities then? That's tricky because uh, nobody knows the exact number of unfinished buildings. There's uh, some ideas of a number of more than 1,500, but it's so difficult to find data. Uh, we need we needed uh, a year to map the phenomenon, just to localize no? uh, all the to find them and then uh, localize all these places. In our archive, we count uh, 600. Uh, 97 buildings that we consider part of the style. And I mean when the architecture is, uh, where you can recognize architecture. 
So for example, we don't consider basic infrastructures like for the social housing or uh, um, renewing or um, different uh, projects uh, started from an old one that became something different. We focus our attention on uh, these big objects that have a, a very wide uh, kind of typologies. So we have hospitals, we have schools, we have railways, we have stadium, theaters, city hall, uh, sports hall, um, basically all the kind of typology of these uh, civic uh, services. So what are then the driving forces behind these in-computers? How do they come into being? There are many different reasons. So, and we have to make a difference. Uh, but at first we, ha we have to make a difference uh, between um, Sicily and the rest of the country. Here in Sicily, something happened during the, starting from the 70s to the 90s, let's say, when the, the possibility to have this money from the, this special bank that was called La Casa del Mezzogiorno, a special bank devoted to development and investment for the South, uh, was able to give a lot of money with the precise uh, idea to infrastructure underdeveloped part of, of Italy. Here in Sicily, that possibility uh, has been transformed in a way to distribute money uh, managed by the local uh, elites, political and economical, in order to distribute uh, richness uh, through jobs, through the work, in the exchange of a uh, consensus, political consensus. So this was a system no? that made, made possible a block of power that lasts for 40 years here in the island. In the rest of the country, we have similar uh, episodes, similar situation, but more episodes and more some, uh, another element that is recursing, that is the banal mistake. A mistake in the design, a mistake in the plan, in the business plan, or uh, a mistake in uh, a map of real needs for that territory. And so, yeah. Um, but basically, the objects are the same. Right. And are they still emerging today, these in-computers? Starting from, let's say, 10 years ago, um, a new uh, sensibility was born uh, connected to the observation of this phenomenon. So we could say this point uh, coming after all the process now with the... Uh, the industrial archaeology that has been almost accomplished. No. So now, while these buildings have been hide to the same perception of the people. So the first step for us was to make them visible. Uh, so we started a huge campaign, a huge photographic campaign all over uh, the country with the idea to 
reveal, make them visible. And now the step will be to, to start to think with the local communities how we can transform this in something more useful than a place that has been a construction site for, for example, 30 years, uh, surrounded by fences and like a black hole in the territory. Yeah, Veronica, mm-hmm. how do people look at it? Do Italian people, do they, are they a fan of the style or do they recognize it? Do they, do they even look at it? Um, I would say that we are undergoing a process of unveiling. So the style is something that is not so well recognized uh, till now, but uh, they are um, starting to uh, discover it. And this book is exactly the instrument that we would like to share with the people uh, to permit uh, and even help to recognize the style. So right now, there is like, well, let's say hundreds, if not thousands of these incomputos across Italy. Um, I'm wondering, Andrea, like, what does this, the existence of these structures all over Italy, what does it allow us to do? What does it offer, like, the, the newest generation, so to say? There's a difference between uh, our fathers uh, and the younger generation, for example. So for the old people, all these works represent... Uh, something that has never been uh, accomplished. It's a shame, it's a um, failure, it's a defeat. In order to move forward from this, we try to gather through many young people a new kind of feeling. That It's basically trying to understand how can we use them uh, as they are. No, even if they are unfinished, and even if they will be unfinished, what I see it's a really it's a really demand not to put your put the ants on these objects uh, starting from the first time. It's a really new and hopeful situation now. Yeah. But would you say they should be demolished to wipe out the shame? Or should they be completed? Um, or should we do something else with it? We can do whatever we want, basically. Also because you have a wide range of different situations. You have, for example, a hospital that just needs few things to be ready. To, to become start, a hospital again. To become an hospital. So maybe in that sense, uh, in that situation, it's right no, to open the hospital. And um, at the opposite side, you have objects that are so deteriorated no, uh, through the time that it's difficult to, to consider them still an economical advantage, the idea to finish them. Uh, in the middle, you have so many different cases that we are trying to value. Each one is different. And yeah, but basically you can do four things. You can finish them, you can change their destination in terms of use. For example, multi-layer parking lot could be a library. Or you can... De- demolish them. 
what we are going to work uh, it's uh, the idea to uh, to use them as unfinished building what would that mean exactly we are going to look at other parts of the world for example africa or south america where the unfinished doesn't really exist because they are used to uh, live in many different conditions uh, in which the unfinished it's uh, an opportunity it's a resource it means for example uh, the idea that um, the design is no uh, close and it can be open to different uh, uh, transformation according to the new needs of the community that is living in and yeah another um quite uh, f funny thing about uh, the the um, unfinished public buildings uh, that we have and we face now is the fact that you know in, uh, um, especially from an architectural point of view they represent uh, a huge potential and uh, uh, absolutely attachable quantity of materials we live in a country in which uh, every piece uh, of historical center is under conservation preservation and uh, you even if it's not uh, uh, coming from the heritage area if undergo something like 30 years of life you need to just preserve it and in, in computer as a style and as a stock of buildings and materials and just square meters of concrete represent a very new possibility even just of experiment and yeah just think about new kind of public spaces unfinished public spaces especially So it also forces us to rethink uh, the idea of heritage, yeah. right, and how to how to deal with it. Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it could be um, yeah a new kind of uh, heritage for Italy, uh, a kind of uh, yeah attachable, livable, and uh, inhabitable kind of monuments. If you want to use uh, this very you know controversial word to define them. Yeah, and then the, the catalog of the possibility is really infinite if we if we can imagine to have just one 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 hundred of typology to our disposal, hmm, yeah. and that's yeah amazing even from our point of view. I mean, as architects. Yeah, I was just going to say. I mean, you are an architect, um, but you're you're used to to think in terms of finished buildings, right? So isn't this like a little bit uncomfortable for you? Not so much. I was not so convinced to build um, a very huge building in my career. So I feel quite confident so with this uh, idea of uh, yeah, temporary and uh, um, not fixed uh, and uh, even superficial uh, idea of architecture, even because uh, we, we, we face um, a lack of um, yeah, public space and public architecture in Italy now, uh, not just uh, in the realm of buildings, but uh, even in the realm of discussion. And so um, since uh, Incomputo is one of the yeah, last occasions to speak about uh, uh, public architecture in Italy, I think that uh, we should hold Uh, no, at least consider them as a platform to yeah, imagine new kind of project.
a totally um, yeah reverse uh, process of design so you will not start for from functions you will start start for from accessibility you cannot consider just dimensions so how big it should be your public building but you just can uh, imagine the, the smallest part and try to imagine a, a new function or, or something like that <clears throat> great so maybe andrea for you uh, a final question um i was wondering um what does the future hold for the in computer will it continue to be produced you think um yes but less the regulations changed um there are few money the investment the public investments are regulated by um new protocols now so we are experiencing less unfinished buildings in these years but still we we collect examples no it's more an heritage thing uh, we have to deal with now uh, so it's also difficult from the sense uh, to to put these objects in a new perspective because uh, the needs that um, was at the base of uh, their plan changed in the meantime so that city hall that sports hall or that social house uh maybe today we, we we don't really need them anymore as they were planned 40 years ago and this is it's um it's a great opportunity not to think about what we need now uh which is uh, our desire now and i think that to deal with uh, all this mess <laughs> we we have to start also to to a new process that is no more top to down but inverse it starts from the community the experience for many years a condition of um let's say defeat no in front of their aspiration um so yeah i think we are at the age of a great and exciting um, period for think again uh, which kind of develop we, we would like that it's different from what we experienced in the past uh, because this all this story is also uh, the symbol of the failure of an idea of progress that was not sustainable um, an idea of modernity that has failed maybe we should leave it at this for now and um and and let's sit down again in a couple of years from now and see <laughs> how things are going with uh, with the incomputer yeah. and what beautiful new things have sprung from it okay yeah thanks a lot guys see you let's soon. wait for thank it. you <laughs> 100 years <laughs> thank you thank you Okay, great. Nice uh nice conversation there with uh Andrea and Veronica. We're now back in back in Amsterdam. Um what really stuck with me, I I I think it's kind of worth exploring a little bit further is um this 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 um phenomenon in in its wider context. Um you know, it, obviously it is a very prominent feature of um the la the architectural landscape in in Italy and, and in Sicily, but it's obviously a phenomenon that is prevalent 
elsewhere in the world. And um, you could argue a sort of defining feature of our ar architectural moment is mm -hmm. the, uh, the, the presence of incomplete architecture. Yeah. And I think that there's some further implications of that. Um, yeah, exactly. What do you mean by architectural moment, like post 2008 financial crisis? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so obviously there's uh, examples that we've in, in failed architecture actually covered, but specifically, yeah, uh, after 2008, there are a lot of places where just the money left the development and um, there was a lot of in incomplete buildings that were kind of uh, open to reinterpretation. Um, maybe yeah. one of you could... Uh, uh, give an example. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we, we covered quite a, quite a lot about uh, of these buildings in in Spain, for example, um, where like many like large investments into airports, or, like even entire new neighborhoods were like uh, abandoned at some point. And um, yeah, they're like in, in many cases they're actually still there these uh, unfinished buildings. Yeah. But also like in China, for example, there's an entire new town that, that wasn't finished, or in uh, Angola, if I'm uh, if I'm correct. So there is like um, there's many of these examples actually around the world. It's not just Italy. I guess it's also up to like, you know, what happens afterwards, right? Like, you know, like what, what people choose to do. And mm. I mean, they were talking about it as well uh, in the episode. But, you know, what you, what you do is, is a kind of political and ideological decision, right? Um, I mean, there's, there's like things that you can, um, you, you, I mean, you, these, things can, these buildings can sort of lie there empty, but they can yeah. also be kind of reinterpreted. Um, exactly. I, I was thinking as well, like it's... Um, it, it, there's a certain kind of political statement in in not finishing something. Uh, you, obviously, mm -hmm. you've got kind of the most prominent example of Alejandro Aravena winning. Um, what did he win? Tell me. He uh, won Prisca Prize, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I think so. Winning the Prisca Prize for these kind of uh, these unfinished houses in Chile, and um, that that being a kind of way of saving money, but also you know you've got like. Um, the the sort of reappropriation of spaces um, by squatter communities in the early seventies and eighties, you know, where like m investment has left certain places, and suddenly people are kind of like, yeah, well, you know, we need a space to live, and let's let's do something with it, and you know, you have this kind of blossoming of DIY culture in the yeah. amid the opportunity left by kind of the failure of, um, of of development or the failure of inner city policy. And yeah, but maybe that's also an interesting delusion uh, within architecture itself, right? That everything needs to be finished, uh, and that is mm -hmm. that is the perfect outcome of of an, ar an architectural intervention. Like maybe an architectural intervention can also be more of a suggestion that can then later be like taken up by someone else. Yeah, I think also, you know, you're, like, you're kind of interested, Rene, in this like notion of smoothness, right? That there's a kind of, there's actually a kind of um, viciousness to the kind of idea of a complete, complex, finished object that's sort of completely um, without any kind of punctuation in a way yeah. by, by uh, human interaction or yeah, something it, like that. It doesn't that. allow for other people to, to intervene and to relate. So you need like mm -hmm. a certain kind of porosity or like starting points for people to, to relate to a space and to leave their own marks. and. I think exactly. these these incomplete buildings in Sicily are actually an interesting example of uh, of how that could, <laughs> that could be done, maybe to some yeah, extent. because they're so unscripted, like yeah. contrary to uh, many of the the urban spaces that we know uh, today. So they offer like uh, the space for people to reinterpret them, to to think about alternative uses or or maybe non-use, uh, or maybe you know letting nature take over. Yeah, and. Um, but something I thought about was also that it's um, um, 
I mean, in a time when there are hardly any spaces being produced for for contemplation, really, you know, we don't build mm-hmm. churches anymore, or cathedrals. Um, so these co- coincidental uh, uh, spaces, unfinished spaces, uh, many of them actually do offer this. I mean, there was a strong. Um, this was something that I really experienced, uh, especially at this dam. Like, whoa! I, I realize that there are not many spaces um, today that offer this uh, this possibility for contemplation, right. for being still, for reflecting. It's almost like a spiritual experience, right? To some extent. And I mean, we don't build these kind of spaces anymore. I mean, uh, also of this size and of this, uh, yeah, this kind of with this kind of affordance, so to say. Absolutely, yeah, and with. Um, and spaces that are so unclear or uh, ambiguous because it yeah. wasn't i mean it was it was futuristic on the one hand the the dam that we were uh, visiting but it was also very uh, archaic on the other i've got and, that, i mean sorry uh, but like it, it, it saying all this is quite um you know it, i i totally agree obviously mm-hmm. But, you know, there's also the fact that these these spaces were produced by sort of a failed policy, right? Like they were (laughs) produced by a failed moment in time when, you know, let's produce loads and loads of public works and then maybe like just not follow through with them or like be overambitious or just not really have the the kind of political wherewithal to actually complete things, right? So, you know, it's it's, there's obviously that, right? It's unfortunate side effect i suppose or it's like yeah. a positive side effect of of uh, of a really really terrible failure yeah I, I fully agree with you and i think there is also a danger in in romanticizing these spaces i mean like when you look at these 1500 unfinished buildings in italy that's also like a massive waste of, of public money right so we yeah we, we can enjoy them we're also like a, a new generation that are looking at like the the leftovers of the of the generation before us that left us with like these mm-hmm. yeah this, this this crap in the landscape right this this massive amount of concrete that like doesn't have any function so on the on the one hand i mean we should look at at its potential but we should also be critical about yeah the you know the political structures that have been producing these kind of um, yeah these kind of unfinished buildings yeah but maybe this is a way to like mobilize people right so the more poetic poetic or artistic approach to it instead of the very uh let's say activist politically activist uh um way of yeah. addressing these things because this really invites people in to to establish a new relationship with these spaces and also encourage them to think about what could be done with them instead of uh, avoiding thinking about it yeah. because there's also a lot of shame uh, attached to it and maybe especially um, let's say a generation before us um, you know there's um, shame and guilt uh, involved there like who's who's you know people don't like to talk about it mm. and this is changing I guess with the new generation and um, I think you're right but um well, yeah, I also wonder where this discussion on, on ruined porn comes in, for example. I mean, at Field Architecture, we've often been talking about, uh, like, the yeah, maybe the bit easy uh, aesthetization of ruins, like, in yeah. order to generate clickbait, right? Uh-huh. And, like, somehow people seem to, like, find some perverse pleasure in, like, these uh, slightly dirty images of, uh, of yeah, of, like, uh, failed buildings and ruins. And, like, how do you, yeah, where does this discussion come in in the discussion about the, the incomputer? Hmm. What do you think? It's interesting because these, uh, what you call ruined porn and what we also often call ruined porn are uh, 
yeah, exactly these romanticizing uh, images of ruins, which ignore, let's say, the political, social realities on the ground yeah. of these of these spaces. Um, I don't think that's something uh, that Incomputo is doing because they are very involved and very aware of of the the, the systems that produce these spaces, and right, they yeah. they are in in various ways addressing them. Um, on the other hand, I think that. You know, we live in a visual culture, so sometimes you can you can you can use some clickbait uh, to your own advantage of of you know drawing attention to things that need attention. So yeah, why not? I mean, yeah. it's just really something quite arresting. Uh, it, it, it's sort of reminiscent of um, what Benjamin talking about the arcades in mm-hmm. in Paris, right? Like uh, about something where a sort of space where capital has just like seeped out and drained out and suddenly like you know it gives the opportunity for people and like actual use value again to sort of like or just people to creep in and actually start like building something new right exactly like, i think that that's the sort of takeaway from it yeah you know? like if you want to make anything positive out of these kind yeah. of ruins it's like you know yeah. great like no one gives a shit about this place like let's let's like let's like make the most of it while like nobody's looking, you know? <laughs> so Yeah. And they were funded with public money. So they are in a way, they are like public heritage. Also. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. They belong to all of us. Right. And we all have the right maybe to reappropriate them and like, yeah, make, make decisions about them. Like what, what are we going to do with it? Right. Is it going to be like, uh, do we leave them empty? Are they going to be monuments of these, of a, of a political era? Mm-hmm. Are they like the sites on, on which we are going to build like a new future? Exactly. Yeah. And you're, and I know, I don't, you, you don't like me aestheticizing these, uh, these structures, but I mean, they have such poetic quality. I mean, if you, if you just drive through the, the beautiful landscape and you encounter these concrete structures that are half finished looking like, I don't know, sometimes almost like creatures. Uh, they do accentuate the landscape, you know, and mm. vice versa. So, so there's yeah. a really interesting uh, uh, interplay going on there. And like, yeah, taking it back to the dam that we visited, I think, um, yeah, it will still be there in like hundreds of years from now. I think that's thousands, in thousands <laughs> of years. Yeah, I mean, it's like such a massive structure that is so uh, deeply ingrained into the into the landscape. I mean, it's, yeah, nobody's going to erase it and it won't be erased. So like, uh, I think, yeah, it also says something about... Uh, Time. Oh, yeah, about <laughs> time, basically. <laughs> the longevity of, uh, of architectural production. I don't know. The marks that, that uh, the, like the last century has left on, uh, on the planet. Yeah, absolutely. Reinforced concrete scarring the earth. Yeah. yeah Maybe yeah. on that note, <laughs> we should wrap up the episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice. You want to add something, Charlie? No, I, I mean, I could say the, the, the it's actually probably quite a nice segue to the... Uh, it's, what, what I hope will be the next episode uh, on um, Albert Speer, you know, because uh, this oh, is yeah. this is um, uh, famously the uh, the the kind of um, what is it called the ruinability of uh, is that what it's called Ruinenwert, yeah, I think, right? of, ruin value the ruin value of um, the Nazi architectural style that Speer um, yeah. promoted. Uh, that actually maybe these are the sort of objects that last a thousand years not the yeah. uh, these are the things that kind of stick in the mind yeah I don't know but uh, yeah I, I didn't really have a good way of kind of yeah I do that. Okay. yeah I think there's one more thing that we need to add is that um, to continue to uh, to do the field architecture podcast and the website 
we uh, we urgently uh, need your money. <laughs> so um, yeah, and you can actually now become like a field architecture supporter by uh, giving us like some uh, monthly uh, donation. And uh, so visit the field architecture website to uh, find out to more. S- yeah, find out more. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks,